And speaking for Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We return today to the opening five verses of Romans chapter 5. We are looking at the benefits of justification for the here and now as well as for the future. Here in chapter 5, Paul lists some of these benefits. On our previous study, we looked at the first one that he mentioned, and that was peace with God. We noted that this was not merely a subjective feeling, peace of mind, but primarily an objective status, a new relationship with God. Once we were his enemies, but now we are his friends. Now, today we will be looking at two more benefits listed here in these verses, access and joy. given access into the presence of God through the death of Jesus on the cross. Through his death, the heavy curtain from the temple that separated man from God and God from man was removed at that time. We will also be looking at joy or rejoicing and the hope that is based on God's love, which is revealed to us by the Holy Spirit 
and objectively demonstrated to us by the death of Christ. Now, here to bring us today's study is Pastor Henry Harder. Being justified before God and having the life of Christ within us carries with it a wealth of blessings. I spoke about the first on the last program. Paul lists the first as peace with God. Peace with God brings peace of heart and soul when we cease struggling trying to satisfy God on our own, perhaps by trying to keep certain laws or rules. That just keeps God an enemy, whom we can never satisfy. But once we receive Christ and His life, then God becomes a friend, and He is satisfied with Christ. So peace is the first advantage listed by Paul here in Romans 5. The second great advantage of having Christ's life as ours is that we have access by faith into God's grace in which we now stand. The law kept every worshiper out of the grace of God. No one but the high priest could enter the Holy of Holies and that only once a year. The veil that separated the Holy of Holies, where in symbol God dwelt, could not be opened by anyone ever on penalty of death. The law kept man out of the presence of God. It shut God in and man out. It kept God at a distance. But the veil was torn from top to bottom when Jesus died on the cross. At the moment of death, it ripped and parted and revealed the inside to every priest there, and no one died. Paul tells us that that veil was Christ's body. When his body, torn on the cross, died, at that precise moment the veil ripped. When we were crucified with Christ, we gained access into God's sphere of grace. The word access, besides meaning approach, also means to introduce. To look at it quite literally, when we receive Christ, he takes our hand, and we approach God the Father, and Jesus introduces us to him. Now, I'm sure that's oversimplification, or maybe it isn't. Maybe that's just how it will be. I read of a man sitting dejectedly on the street outside the president's office, and a little boy asked him why he was so sad. The young man said that he had tried and tried to see the president, but when he approached, the guards would cross their swords in front of him and prevent him from entering. The little boy took the young man by the hand, and the two of them walked up to the door. The guards politely opened the door and let them both in. The little boy ushered his new friend into his father's office and introduced him to the president, his father. Free access and introduction. That's a picture of Jesus and you and me. Through him we have access, and by him we are introduced to God himself. I've listed two advantages of having the righteousness of Christ, peace and access. Now coming to the third. Paul writes, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Joy is the third blessing of justification. What's interesting here is that happiness has several focuses. There are several objects of joy. First, there's the hope of glory. That's future. A believer who has the life of Christ is happy because of his hope of glory. 
Glory is the end for which we were created, and through Christ that end will be realized. As long as we're in this body, on this planet, glory remains a hope. But every hope based on a word from God is sure and certain. We are absolutely assured that that hope will be fully realized because it's based on the promise of God. In verse 5, Paul writes that that hope never disappoints us. God guarantees our future. Our future is in His sovereign hands. Whatever He has promised regarding it will be. That's cause to be happy now, Paul writes. There's a second reason for joy, and that Paul notes in verse 3. He writes, we rejoice in our suffering. That's present. We rejoice in the future hope, but we will also rejoice in present trials and suffering and difficulty. According to the New Testament, suffering may well be the normal experience for the Christian. It is an inevitable feature of the Christian's life. In fact, at times it was a token of true Christianity. At times a trial was a sign that God counted that person worthy to suffer for him. Humans on this planet under sin need to struggle. Struggles don't destroy, they build. Here Paul writes that they produce perseverance, and perseverance produces character and character hope. Evidently, suffering has a beneficial effect on those who experience it. It cultivates endurance and steadfastness. Even hope is more stimulated by suffering, Paul writes. That's an interesting point. Hope becomes more real and anxious in suffering. Diana and Cheryl have a song that just fits. Here they are.
What's new is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA.